everyone, welcome at Rayfact. Today with Emily Carrick, who is an NFT researcher and collector, and also co-founded the True Stars NFT collection. And today we're going to talk about how to actually launch NFTs the right way. Thank you, Emily, for being here. It's a pleasure talking with you. Really looking forward to our discussion. And first of all, I would love to uh, hear a little bit about yourself, like what are you passionate about? How does your everyday look like as an NFT researcher? And yeah, what is your vision for the Two Stars NFT? Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Um, thanks for having me on. Um, so I guess let's start with, uh, with, with what's it like being an, an NFT researcher? Um, I've, I've kind of uh, taken that title on for LinkedIn because um, calling yourself a, a DGen is a little bit more obscure. <laughs> um, but I started out just, yeah, just following the market, what, you know, getting uh, into all the different NFT projects and uh, over time and a lot of, um, a lot of failed investments in NFTs. Um, I had sort of learned to pinpoint the better ones. Um, now the market is, is a lot more, um, you know, uh, difficult. So, uh, things are changing. Um, but that's how I got into this industry. I just started, um, researching NFT collections, buying them myself, um, following the communities and, um, you know, what people were saying on Twitter. And, um, and then I started posting about it and, um, uh, was able to, to engage like a pretty, um, decent community at this point. Um, and a few months ago, um, I decided to co-found an NFT project with another connection that I had made. And um, we put a, a team together and that's how True Stars started, so. Awesome, awesome. Um, speaking of all that, um, I would be super curious on how did you actually get into that space, right? It, it's, especially back then, uh, back then it was a, huge barrier to overcome and uh how did you get where you are right now yeah so i i learned about nfts um and cryptocurrency through uh, a family a family member my well my dad and my brother um were both really curious about it this was back when the pandemic started and so we all really started in crypto around the same time and uh, we were able to, to like learn and discuss all these things that were happening while it was happening. And, you know, it's, it's kind of nice to have somebody else um, in real life who you can, you know, just like talk to about all these things that are going on. And because you can't really see everything that's going on. There's quite a lot. And um, even though it's, it's a small industry and small, um, community and NFTs, especially, um, there's still a lot. So, uh, <clears throat> sorry. 
No worries. Yeah, sorry. Um, so that's how I got started. And uh, like I said, it was it was around when the pandemic happened. Um, you know, there was just a lot of uncertainty about life and everything. And I just lost my job. And um, I didn't really get into crypto thinking that I would actually make a career out of it. It was just something I was experimenting with. Um, I just I bought um, like for Ethereum and just held on to it, watched. Um, over the next six to eight months, it really started to take off. And, um, and that's when I started looking into it a lot more and educating myself on, um, on the market and, you know, and, and the, um, the ideas behind cryptocurrency. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's how I got into it more or less. Awesome. And what actually got you in there is, uh, your family, right? So if I understood correctly, that's yeah, awesome. I am. I had, I had family members doing it. And so, you know, when you're, when you got people talking to you regularly about it, um, you know, I was like, all right, I'm kind of curious. Let me just throw in a few hundred dollars and see. And then as time went on, I realized what a valuable asset it is. Um, so yeah, so um, just got uh, more and more involved as time went on. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, just I, I don't want to uh, go too far from the topic, but just out of curiosity. So mm -hmm. you basically uh, had times where you and uh, your family aped in, in certain collections, it may be both or all of you, uh, yeah, got basically wrecked. Oh, well, did that happen or? Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting. Well, so we all got into crypto around the same time. And then um, I had, I started exploring NFTs a little bit more closely. Um, so I really got into the NFT side of things. Uh, my dad and my brother, um, they are into more of like DeFi and, and crypto and trading. Um, my brother works for an NFT company though. So, so he's quite involved, but not as much in like, uh, in buying and selling and, and degening, um, like I am. So crazy family of it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, most awesome. people's parents, most people's parents tell them like not to do it. <laughs> um, and your parents yeah. got you in, into it. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad. Yeah, my dad was like, "You should really like check this out." So that's super yeah. cool. How do how do I sound, by the way? Uh, great. My microphone okay. All right. No, also all good. Um, awesome. Yeah, since that you actually know what happens in the space, right? Um, what could be actually interesting is, as you just said, the market is super difficult right now, right? Um, but speaking more fundamentally here and uh, decoupling that from the whole price discussion, but what kind or type of NFTs do you think in general 
might have the greatest impact or let's say uh, upside potentially in terms of adoption or uh, impact um, yeah, in the upcoming months or even years? Yeah, um, I, I'm tending to think that NFTs that also provide some kind of real world utility or access to events, um, something like that is going to definitely bring more people in because they'll see the physical value of it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think NFTs that can really provide like value to people are going to be the most successful um, because that's generally why people buy in. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's very hard to do also. Um, but when you, when it comes to like um, real world um, benefits and um, access to different things like that, um, I think a lot of companies can already provide that. And so um, so I can see that happening a lot more. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what is there, uh, speaking of utility right now and real life value, basically, um, is there or are there some NFT collections where you say, hey, that's pretty cool right now and uh, I love it. You don't need to say if you have a bag in there, but just in general, that's cool. That's awesome. That's probably here to stay. Yeah, I would say um, my, my biggest bet is on the Board Ape Yacht Club. Um, I know there's been a lot of controversy around it, but, um, but I think what they've got is really solid. And I think that it's only going to grow and they've got people behind it that can turn it into something even bigger than what it is now. So um, I think also the whole NFT community looks to the Board Apes and what they're doing and how uh, how that whole ecosystem is affecting the market. So, um, but yeah, and you know, I I do follow NFTs uh, not as much as I I did earlier this year because um, now I'm I'm a I'm a co-founder, and um, when you spend most of your time working on an NFT project, um, you don't have as much time to watch other projects um so that's one of the drawbacks but i'm really enjoying myself um it's it's been a lot of fun and i've learned a lot doing this so that's yeah. the most important right to actually yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you want to enjoy what you're doing i think that's what we all we all hope to do you know so awesome yeah that's actually the ultimate goal right to do something you're passionate about is it buying NFTs or just like the next level right now, making NFTs on your own, right? And providing right. some value to your community. So right. that's just awesome. Um, yeah, since the market is actually super difficult, uh, wanna uh, go back on that actually. Um, is there something you think, uh, that could make or give NFT collections some more, uh, let's say, 
you, you know, the hype is gone, right? Uh, it, it's really yeah. difficult. Um, some uh, exceptional NFT projects still get their hype, right? Um, just like uh, Goblin Town. Is the question if that works now after all that, uh, uh, still after all that uh, dump in the market, right? But um, what kind of things in general, since you're building your own NFT project right now, mm-hmm. how do you try to bring value into your collection to actually sustain in the market and to, yeah, bring value, right? Right, yeah. Um, it's something that we've really spent a lot, a lot of time thinking about. Um, and I've come to the conclusion that uh, storytelling is really the best way to build a community that is really engaged and loyal to your your product or your brand, whatever you're doing. Um, I just, I look at it in terms of like just storytelling um, in movies or in books, you know, things that have really large followings Um, And I use an example like Star Wars, you know, I mean, I love Star Wars, you I could say like, you know, Pokemon for some people, or um, anything that has like a great following. Um, You know, there's usually great storytelling behind that that gets people excited and want to participate. And that's really what keeps people um, engaged and and wanting to support it. Like, I think, um, I think, you know, if you have a great story, you can pretty much, um, you can- uh, Do anything, right? Yeah, sorry. (laughs) No, all good. no, but like, let's say you have a product that you're trying to uh, to get people excited about. It's much more difficult to sell a product unless you're solving a problem, um, unless people like really, really need what you're selling. Um, but if you have a story around it, you can pretty much sell anything. So um, that's, that's kind of what I think. Um, and... I think storytelling is probably the the most uh, powerful aspect of NFTs, um, and it's it's also like the way the stories are told. Um, you know, you talked about hype. Um, there's also anticipation, um, which I think is a little bit better than hype. You know, hype doesn't sustain, but anticipation is what gets people to turn the page. Right? They want to see what comes next. So I think it's, it's about, um, you know, giving people that experience and, um, and just keeping them entertained. Um, we can't all, you know, drop six figure token drops on our, on our NFTs. (laughs) Like, I mean, maybe someday, um, but I think that's probably a pretty unique thing to do for, you know, for a project to do. Um, <clears throat> that being said, you know, I just think that NFT creators have to be creative in the way that they, um, that they engage people, you know, 
and it's it's an ongoing pro, pro, uh, process because you know NFTs are a lot like startup companies. Um, you can't just like drop an NFT project and sell it out and then the next day it's over. You know, it, you have to like continue engaging and building. Otherwise, uh, it's a rug and, um, you know, the communities aren't oh. really, uh, not really. Um, Happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's uh, some sort of uh, uh, 2021 thinking, right? Where a ton of projects actually just launched. Uh, they had to sell out within 24 hours. Otherwise, it's uh, a bad project, right? And right. Uh, yeah, it was a craze back then, definitely. Um, yeah, uh, what also was a craze back then is actually all that uh, influencer uh, participation, right? Uh, every token and NFT project basically hired some, let's say, yeah, pump and dump influencers, but also more quality influencers and celebrities as well, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So uh, what at least I saw in the market in the last uh, six months or so is um, that influencer marketing doesn't really work anymore, right? Even if you're a celebrity or really a, a non-token or NFT influencer, right? uh, people mm -hmm. don't really trust it, even before they're done. Or would you say that's uh, different or why is that? Yeah, I would say um, people are getting smarter about influencers. And if you've been in the space for a while, um, you kind of, you know, uh, you can see the ones that are pumping and dumping. Um, and a lot of influencers know that they just can't get away with that because there are too many eyes watching their wallets. Um, I mean, they could have, I'm, I'm sure many of them have secret wallets, you know, by now. Um, but um, yeah, I think that influencers, um, they can be really helpful. I, I like the ones that, that buy in and just support projects um, and they do it out of, uh, you know, out of like really uh, appreciating that project rather than, you know, um, I mean, yeah. I'm sure a lot of them are paid, honestly, but I, I don't really know how all that works. Like, I, it's very unclear to me. Um, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a widely unregulated space, right? Yeah. yeah. So what it, it's basically always just a Discord, Telegram chat or something like that. Hey, uh, if you do that, I will do that, right? So right. it's mostly about that. So I think nobody really knows except uh, when you actually engage on that level, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, let's step. Uh, let, let's, let's go a little bit into the Web2 world, right? We were now on the heavy teaching world. And uh, since almost all at least it feels like major brands enter the metaverse. 
um, what kind of uh, advice would you give such companies to actually enter that space? How should they approach it? How should they start basically? And what maybe even avoid? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I think that, um, I think that, and, and if, uh, sorry, I think that web two companies coming in, um, I think they have to go in, they have to engage uh, with these, these NFT DGENs um, and do it thoughtfully. Um, you know, I, I think it's really, I think it's tough. Like Adidas did it really well. Um, you know, other brands I think have appeared more like cash grabs, um, but everyone gets excited when they see a big web two brand coming in. Um, you know, it's, it's just a balance. Um, but Adidas is a great example. They came in, they hosted all these uh, Twitter spaces. They partnered with, um, with longstanding um, established web three brands. And, um, you know, we're like, we respect the culture. We, you know, we want to come in and we think that this is the future. Um, on, on the other hand, um, you know, you've heard of Nike um, buying out Artifact, you know, um, that's just, it's another way to do it. I mean, I, I think they had their reasons and um, I'm sure we're going to see that happening a lot more, you know, web two brands acquiring web three brands and vice versa. Like, I'm sure I'm actually surprised that more web three brands haven't bought web two brands yet. Um, but I think it's going to happen because they're, you know, I just see more and more money. I, I at least expect more money to flood in to web three. Um, it may yeah. take some more time after this this uh, market dump, but we'll see. Yeah, maybe in the next pull uh, one, right? And there yeah. are really uh, huge uh, upsides basically, because uh, last year uh, there was some time uh, where as far as I'm not uh, misinformed, but Ethereum basically had the same uh, transaction volume or even more than Visa, for example, right? And that's actually, uh, a lot, right? Since Visa is yeah. really a world brand. And when you it. consider how many people are using Ethereum compared to, you know, Visa. So yeah, yeah I mean, there's, there's a lot of volume. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. So Emily, I would have one last question for you. And mm -hmm. um, what three key takeaways or even, uh, let's say call to actions, would you give uh, young NFT founders on how to actually build a great project? Okay, yes. Um, I would say, first off, um, spend some time in the space and really like learn it because you can't just like walk in and, and do an NFT project. Um, you know, if you start small, I. Um, I think you can, uh, you can start sooner, but, um, but really take your time to 
understand uh, the NFT community and then all the different projects out there and you know what you're competing with, what you can offer. Um, it's really not easy, you know, like you, you have to, uh, first of all, put together a team, um, you know, you have to market it or you have to, um, find an artist who can, who can create the artwork unless you are an artist. Um, you have to then come up with the concept, um, and, or product, uh, you have to then market it and build awareness, which, you know, it's not as easy as it seems. So I would suggest, um, first of all, learn what's out there, um, spend some time, buy crypto. Second of all, um, I would say uh, start out small because doing like a 10K NFT project I'm, I'm, I think that it's much harder to sell those out right now. And um, so we're actually, we're trying to decide, you know, what size our collection should be. Um, yeah. You know, you can start out with like a, a hundred piece Genesis collection or something like that. Um, many artists and, and um, NFT creators do that. And then, you know, slowly, grow their community from there and uh and then build awareness um and then the third key takeaway um like i said it's like a it's like a startup business so you can't think of it like you can just launch it and then you know cash out like two million bucks and kick up your feet and uh you know, retire or whatever. True, right? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you really have to have a business plan. Um, but there's, there's all different kinds of NFT projects out there. So, you know, you may not want to do something that I'm trying to do, but, um, but I would think of it as like, it's a serious business that, that you really want to spend like 24 seven, uh, <laughs> all your time doing <laughs> awesome so. yeah uh 100 agree with that basically it's just like with every startup right you mm -hmm. really need to have a reason for doing it need to mm -hmm. like it need to understand what you're doing mm -hmm. uh otherwise it's gonna be really really hard right and to actually yeah. sustain that yeah if you don't know your why then how can you get people to buy into it and to believe in it? Um, and, you know, the market just adds an, an extra layer of uh, complication. So if you haven't spent your time, um, you know, buying crypto, learning about NFTs, just following things, I mean, I don't see it um, working out very well. And you can't just hire someone to do it. I've, I've been approached by a lot of people that, you know, they just want to pay you to launch an NFT for their brand or their company. And it's just not how it works, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, one last sentence. Uh, I think launching NFT collection is definitely much 
I, I would say at least last year, right? From from the stressful situation, right? Like the stress you're, uh, you you need to tolerate basically. Uh, I, I would say more than when you actually launch a regular startup, just because all that pressure, because you're actually launching an asset, right? You you deploy a smart contract. That's something. Uh, that that's also something which uh, is a huge uh, issue in every project where people get stressed out. Uh, hopefully, the contract is correct. Otherwise, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's it's just crazy. And Emily, I really thank you for being here. It's really amazing what kind of value you brought into this episode. And yeah, wish you a great day. And Thank you so much, Kevin. Yeah, this was great. It's so nice to meet you too. Thanks Likewise. for having me. Thank you. Bye.